to Sci-Fi Supplemental. This week's episode was submitted by Maddie Burdick, who you may know as Maddie Softmitz on Twitter or as Captain Banks in the sci-fi comedy web series Dead Drift. Hey Jesse, it's Maddie. Uh, this is a little late. I'm about two weeks behind, but I wanted to reply to episode 85 of Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury to talk about um, some of the things that you talked about. Basically, you and Jane discussed everything I've ever liked, which is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, a few things I don't, but whatever. Uh, and really, there's so many things that I could talk about. I, I'm just going to limit this to one thing, and I think that's going to be Firefly, because I, I, I feel like that's the, the most pivotal point for me in my relationship with science fiction, um, at least as an adult. Um, and I'll, I, I could pro- I'll probably go back in time a little bit to my childhood, but uh, that, that that'll be my, my jumping off point is Firefly. So, um, oh, also I just want to say I've been loving your uh, your your streams your, of your Mario Maker Mario Maker streams. So uh, good on you for that. Anyway, so Firefly. <laughs> the story here starts in 2002, which is when Firefly came out. Um, at that time in my life, I mean, that's 15 years ago, I, I had either just broken up with a longtime girlfriend or a roommate of mine, and I, uh, stopped seeing eye to eye, and we broke up, uh, so one way or another, it, somebody that was very important in my life was no longer part of my life, so I was, I was in sort of a vulnerable state, um, I moved home with my parents, uh, between finding places to live, which it, in that time was a pretty common occurrence for me. I, in those years between, oh, 2001 and 2005 or six, I probably moved home like five times, um, you know, for like two weeks at a time or a month just while I was between, between gigs as it were, or, uh, as it, I'm making it sound between ruining relationships with friends, um, <laughs> which it really wasn't as bad as that, but, um, so as an adult, I've never had cable television. I've never paid for cable. Um, never had it in my house until about 2000 and 14 ish, 2013. Yeah, 2014, I think, is when I started getting cable in my house. Um, and that's because of my current roommates uh, demanded it, which is fine. It's perfectly fine. Um, for a lot of that time, I was one of those really annoying assholes who was like, oh, I don't have television. I'm too good for that. I'm an artist, which, you know, um, it, to a certain degree was true because I felt like if I had time to sit and watch TV, I had time to write or create music or uh you know, do comedy, whatever, film, um, all, all of the 35, uh, hobbies that I have, um, and I don't excel at any of them, but I dabble in a lot, so, um, and for the most part it worked, I, I, the, the 2000s were a very creative time for me, and that was pretty awesome, and I'm not saying it was because I didn't have TV, I, it, it was just the, the way I focused myself, um, but I do regret that I missed out on a lot of good shows in that time. And thank God we have Netflix and uh, Amazon and all the other services now that I can go back and watch a lot of these shows that I missed out on. Um, because back then, our only option for watching television shows not on TV was renting a video at, like, Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. And, you know, that's 
those plates are gone now, or at least they should be if they're not. I'm, uh, it, just a much, much different time. Um, so, so I'm back at my parents' house for the first time, uh, for, for the first night at, at, on this particular, uh, you know, uh, event in 2002. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to watch some TV cause I don't, I don't get this at home. Because, uh, you know, my parents had cable because they're normal people. Um, <laughs> and uh, the first show I watched was an episode of Firefly. It was a Sunday night at like 8 o'clock, I'm guessing. Like, that, that's that's the way I'm remembering it in my head. I'm not 100% sure that's accurate, but yeah. That, I think that's when it aired uh, on Fox, which was a really terrible time slot, by the way, but... And that's probably part... I, I'm, I'm not going to get into why it was canceled. I'm not here to attack Fox, even though they're monsters. Um, <laughs> so, immediately, immediately upon watching this this first episode of Firefly, I was just taken by it. I, it it was this mashup of, of Western and, and science fiction, and two genres that I appreciate and enjoy... And it was just brilliant to, to put them together. And, and the dialogue and the character development, it was all just phenomenal right off the bat. Um, and and to, to go back a little farther, I had never watched a Joss Whedon show before. Um, probably at this point when I watched the credits, I was calling him Josh Whedon. Um, I was aware of Buffy as, you know, as a show that was on some channel, but I'd never seen it. Um, is as far as I knew, it was uh, a, a remake of some shitty early '90s movie of the same name, and I I didn't understand the uh, the history of it at that point or anything. Um, and since then, I have gone back and watched all of Buffy, all of Angel. I've even watched all of Dollhouse and uh, loved all of them. So, uh, first of all, Firefly. Probably my second favorite show of all time, because I have to I have to give it to Star Trek: The Next Generation as as being my number one. Um, man, I'm, this story's all over the place. So, so as I was saying about uh, my relationship with science fiction in my adult life and in my childhood, um, in the very late '80s and early '90s when TNG was airing, um, that's when I when I first watched it and. It was really the only science fiction I'd ever gotten into, um, it, not not exposed to, but really that I'd ever fallen in love with. And um, it, it's today, it, it's still if if I need something to watch, I can always put on an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation and just chill and enjoy it and and feel good. And it's it's like that security blanket show of mine. Um, if I'm bored or depressed or angry or just uh, need to be entertained, anything. Um, and so that was a, that was a pretty cool thing to have. But as I continued to uh, expand on other people's worlds in in the '90s, I, I delved a lot deeper into fantasy than I did sci-fi. Um, and I think there was probably a lot more uh, good fantasy, though, accessible to me in the 90s than there was sci-fi. 
Um, and that's probably why I kind of went that direction with it. Not that I think that, that you have to choose one or the other, because I love both. Um, uh, okay, let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> so Star Wars, to me, is a, a fantasy show. Um, it's... It's set in space, sure. There's there's some science-y, fiction-y uh, shit, but I think you can take Star Wars out of space and still have a fantastic uh, fantasy story. Um, and that being said, I was never a huge fan of Star Wars. Uh, I liked it. I, li- I thought it was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, I really enjoy um, 4, 5, and 6 for sure. And I've really, I've really gotten into the new ones too. Um, God, I told you I'm, I've got too many things to talk about. This is going to be all over the place. We're, me and you are going to have to sit down here soon. Anyway, uh, but if if back in those days, if I had to choose a fandom between Star Trek and Star Wars, I, I definitely fall on the Star Trek side, which which um, I think would be surprising to a lot of my peers, um, at least back then. Uh, cause you know, I was a cool kid. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I think, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say this last thing about the Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, divide, and then I'll move on back to what I was actually talking about, which is Firefly, or which I actually haven't talked about, which is Firefly. And that's that I feel like Star Wars is so accessible that, um, I don't think you can call yourself a, a Star Wars geek. I just think that's ridiculous. I think that, uh. It's it's a very broad show, so uh, yeah, you don't get automatic geek cred for being in the Star Wars. Is all I'm saying, and that might offend a few people. And and hey, let's have at it. All right. Uh, anyway, so back to what I was saying, which is uh, well, no, I don't know what I was saying really. I guess it was just all of this. All of this is what I'm saying. Um, I had moved away from science fiction for a long time. And Firefly grabbed me by the throat, chokeslam style, and pulled me back and said, Hey, there is lots of this out there for you to explore still. And um, and that's a moment I am very grateful for because I, I, shows like Buffy um, that I got into because of this, and even I got into Doctor Who because of this in kind of a roundabout way, too. Um, and to have shows like that um, as part of my, I guess, foundation um, for my own science fiction and fantasy writing and world building and, and storytelling, um, it's there's no way to assign uh, a amount of value to that. It's priceless. So, um... And why I'm, why I'm bringing those <laughs> things up, uh, Buffy and Doctor Who, I, I... This this is a point I wanted to make, and I think you guys even talked about this. Um, that first season of Buffy is pretty tough to get through. And likewise, with the reboot of Doctor Who back in, what was that, 2005 or whatever, with uh, Chris as the 10th Doctor, or, uh, yeah, or is he a 9? Uh, anyway, that fir- that first season was kind of hard to get through, too. If you're brand new to the show, and, and you don't already know what to expect, um, I think it's really important to have somebody 
who kind of uh, already is a fan of the show, kind of guide you in and usher you through and kind of motivate you. Keep going, you know. It's kind of like AA for uh, watching a show. It's like, don't worry, get through this, and you're going to learn more, and you're going to fall in love with these characters and fall in love with the world and, and just keep at it. Like, it's hard, I know, but keep at it. And... Um, I probably never would have gotten through that first season of Doctor Who if one of my friends wouldn't have done this with me and sat me down and said, hey, watch Blink. This is what you can expect in the future. Um, th this is what you're going to get, so stick with it. And um, she did the same thing with the Buffy episode. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been... Oh No, I, I don't... It's not inside. I don't remember... Um, might have been the one with the gentleman. Uh, anyway, I what I'm getting at is, if you want to get into that show and you've never watched it before, it's going to be a struggle at first. But find someone who's a fan and and have them support you. And and if you are a fan already, be that person in someone else's life because um, there's a lot to gain from from uh, the fandoms of, of all of the shows that I've talked about here today. So, um, I guess that's it. Uh, I guess when it comes down to it, I haven't talked about Firefly at all. <laughs> but let me just say, Firefly is fucking fantastic, and I love it. And that would be a whole nother, uh, a whole nother set of, of conversations to have. Um, now that I've got these other things out of the way, it, I, I, I really need someone to guide me and, and, and talk me through this stuff because just rambling on my own doesn't do it. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. I can't believe you did if you did, and you probably didn't. But Jesse, thanks for this opportunity to uh, let, let some of your fans and uh, members of the community talk about their own experiences with science fiction. I think that's a pretty cool thing, and I hope it uh, continues on. And uh, maybe you and I will be playing some video games online someday. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.